Welcome into the Ravens Press Pass Podcast feed. The Ravens held their second day of mandatory minicamp on Wednesday, and we also had a chance to hear from the coordinators as well as quarterback Lamar Jackson and all-pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley. Now, this is a big week on the offseason calendar. The entire team is here for mandatory minicamp. It's the last time that the full team is together. After this week, everyone breaks. They go their separate ways, and then they all come back to Baltimore for training camp in late July. So let's go ahead and kick things off today with quarterback Lamar Jackson, who talked with reporters before today's practice. Uh, first practice with uh, Odell yesterday. How did, how do you think uh, he looked out there? I think he looked pretty smooth. Uh, Chris routes, um, great hands. As everybody knows, you know, he can catch the ball. Uh, looked pretty good out there. You said you guys are going to be working out after minicamp. Yeah. How important are the sessions for you every season, and what are you looking forward to? Uh, I believe it's very important just so we can just um, keep our chemistry going, keep building on chemistry because the season's right there, you know. Off season pretty much over with. Lamar, you feeling more comfortable making the adjustments? I saw yesterday made the one to Andrews, it looked like, and you guys attacked that with it. Are you, do you feel like making the adjustments at the line of scrimmage is becoming more comfortable? Yeah, um, absolutely. And the more I'm being here, it helps, um, helps both of us out a lot. Um, and like I said before in another interview, uh, Coach Top Monk and just giving us the keys to the offense to let us do our thing is pretty much helping us a lot as well. Lamar, how similar is that kind of uh, autonomy that you have Not really, because ours was strictly sickness. I never had to get in the huddle at all. You know, this offense, I still had to get in the huddle and make calls and stuff like that. So, no, not really. Lamar, you have now, I think, with them adding Treadwell out there at wide receiver, you now have five former first-round picks at wide receiver this year. I mean, I mean, how how much do you think this, the expectations and, and the, the wide receiver group has, has really progressed so far? I mean, we don't really care about the expectations. Um, just the guys just got to get out there and do what they do. You know, the reason they went first round, just, you know, make those plays and stuff like that. And I believe we got the guys to do it. Lamar, if you could think back to when you started to really feel good about Greg Roman's offense, how long did that take? And how long do you think it will take you to really feel comfortable in Todd Munkin's offense? Uh, I don't think that long. Um, uh, Giro's offense, it didn't take that take that long. I think, I believe 2019, that's when he got the um, OC job, and you know, we I feel like we went 14-2, to two. and of course, Ty Monk, and I don't know, the sky's the limit with this offense. We're going to see. How much time do you allow for that maturation period and just the patience of learning a new playbook? Uh, it don't take long, you know, just got to study, you know, it's a job at the end of the day, so me doing my job studying and try to um, learn the ins and outs and pinpoint everything, every detail, and it'll help. Lamar, well, would you, would you guys leave? That it's you know, football in a lot of ways, it's it's not that different. You know, no matter who the coach is, you right. know, terminology will, terminology will change, but the actual fundamentals of it not that different. Right. Similar view for you, or right? I see it the same way. You know, just the terminology, but everything gets pretty much the same. Lamar, when you guys leave tomorrow, how do you want to leave things after like tomorrow's last practice? Like, you know, in your mind, you know. What does a successful week look like this week, and how do you want to leave things you know, before the break? Well, let's finish this practice. What is last practice tomorrow, um, Chris? Um, let's make ourselves look good out there, and we're going to see how the rest go. Lamar, 
I just graduated from Morgan State, and I remember when you came and hung out at the Chick-fil-A. Okay. What does it mean to you to come and be with your younger fans and just be in the community of Baltimore? Oh, man, it's cool, you know. Um, and I was there with um, friends and family as well, so, uh, you know, just uh, just hang out with the kids. I, I say the kids because I'm 26 now, so, like, just hang out with the kids and, you know, some players who was out there, lacrosse team, I think I was um, playing lacrosse a little bit, um, just to get them motivation, you know, to you know, just reach your goals because that's where I'm at. Um, that's where I'm at. I'm having fun in my profession, a uh, goal of mine I wanted to reach, and I just want them to have the same thing. Come on, Todd Monk, and it looks like he is very keen on the small details, even yeah. after plays, he's getting on Talk, talk, coaching coach guys up. Yeah. Is that starting to rub off on you? Are you starting to be that guy that's after plays going, talking to teammates and telling them what you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I did a little bit yesterday um, when me and uh, Nelly, Nelly went out for a route, and I wanted him to do um, do a certain thing within that route. Um, but yeah, you can see that. It's rubbing off a little bit. Does <laughs> his personality surprise you at all, Lamar? How, you know, loud he is? I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty stark contrast between uh, Roman and what you guys were used to. Yeah, um, not, not even, not even talking about Roman. You know, just him himself. Um, when I first signed, when I met, when I seen him, uh, I didn't really think he was that, you know, explosive when he's speaking and stuff like that. And even in the meeting room, he gonna have you laughing and stuff. But he dead serious about what he's saying, you know, and and it mean a lot just for him to have that going on with our offense. You know, everybody be dialed in to know what coach is thinking. So yeah. Definitely surprised. Lamar, you mentioned um, you know them giving you the keys to the offense. Yeah. Is that something you sort of were eager for in the past? And then secondly, how has that adjustment been for you in terms of uh, have you had to change how you go about things and so forth? Yeah, I was definitely eager. Um, just just because you know there's certain things we see on the film on the film um, in the film room that we might not get when we plan. And you know sometimes I wanted to you know make adjustments. But like I said, Coach Todd giving us that, that um, you know, that free will. It's like we gonna make things happen. Is that an adjustment in terms of how you go about getting to that point? Uh, no, nah, not really. That's you know, just studying and stuff like that. You gonna naturally, gonna naturally just go off. You know. I know a lot of people created some headlines when you said this, this offense could throw. You could throw for six thousand yards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But do you think? Do you think? Thousand though, do you think four thousand is a realistic expectation now? I mean, yeah, but like I would say, I really was saying that then, you know. Uh -huh. But they just blew it out of proportion and say, yeah, I'm going. My goal is six thousand yards. My goal is to win the Super Bowl. My goal never about the yards or anything like that. But I know our guys, you know, they want the ball in their hand and make spectacular plays. So, and I feel like we got the guys to do it. So that's why I was just saying I feel like we can throw for six thousand yards. But that's probably unrealistic. But we'll see, you know. Lord, you guys are playing, a, it seems like at a faster pace, like getting in and out of the huddle quicker than yeah. before. How important is that, and how how does, does that help you as a guy now who has a key ball? Uh, very important, just because you got we got the, the clock going, um, the play clock going, and then we got to see what the defense is saying. You know, got to make adjustments at the line and stuff like that. We still got to have time to, you know, make our adjustments and might have to change the play here and there. So it's very good to get get to the line of scrimmage and, you know, have everything set up within that. Lamar, let's talk about the 6,000 yards um, and all the new receivers. I mean, how much more pressure do you feel to produce with this offense set up like that? I feel the same I've been feeling. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, it, you know, I have pressure on my shoulders about anything. Playing football. Last month I asked you about your mom on Mother's Day. Well, it's Father's Day this yeah. weekend. You're a dad. Yeah. How is that? 
how has that affected your life and even your playing career being a dad? Um, it really hasn't affected my life, you know. Um, I feel like I'm very playful, you know, and I just have a daughter, so it's like, you know, just take some edge off and just play with my daughter sometimes, you know, play around with her sometimes, and she make my day, so it's pretty cool. What's a plan, Lamar, from now, from Wednesday till you get back? Like Odell said that he was going down there, some of yeah. the other dudes coming down there. Um, hopefully, you know, got to see what the guy's thinking, but um, I feel like um, most of the guys will come down, you know, and just get ready to grind, you know, because like I said before, the season is here. You know, our season really over with for us. You well, everybody knows what more games can do. We'll delve back up, yep. you know, guys like that. And being around here for the last month or however since OTAs, is there somebody in this offense that you really think is going to be utilized a lot more that's really shown you something over the last month that people aren't talking about? Pretty much all the receivers, all the tight ends, you know, they they're working their tail off right now. I, I believe all our receivers, you know, they get a shot out there on the field, they're going to they gonna show potential. Hey, Lamar, we asked Odell uh, yesterday, how does he feel playing with you? Yeah. And he said the main, his main reason was because of you were on the team. How do you feel about those remarks? That's cool, you know. Um, Odell is a legend to a lot of us, you know. He, what he did, what he did his er, early in his career and, you know, the past year when he was with the Rams and stuff like that. You know, Odell is him, um, one of those guys, so it, it means a lot. That's crazy. I'm like, I never got a question about him. Yeah, my cousin. Yeah, we we actually that's crazy. We actually talked about it. Um, I want to say early this season, early this year, or last year. I'm like, man, we never got to play on the same team with each other. We always played against each other, youth football, high school, college, and stuff like that. But now we finally on the same team. It's like that'd be dope if we make it to the Super Bowl and win it. So that's our goal. Marvel, we know you've got your own uh, fitness equipment coming out this summer. Yeah, uh, have, you changed, have you changed uh, your body at all since, since last year? And is there anything you want to do physically for, for 2023? I mean, no, nah, not really. You know, I'm um, still the same. You know, my goal is always the same goal. That's it. Did you get down or bulked up or anything? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, going back to that uh, dinner that you had with Odell back when he signed and so forth, and just the relationship you guys have, what, what sort of impact you think he can have, not just catching the ball and things like that, but just from what he brings from an IQ standpoint and, yeah. and work ethic and all those sorts of things, what, what impact that has on you? I mean, he pretty much was just telling me, you know, he, he going off of how I'm playing, you know, what I see out there, you know, just let him know um, what to put us in a better situation to win and, you know, he going to do it. That's all, that's all I needed to hear. One are, more, please. Are you still working with the same private quarterback coach and is there a particular thing he's had you focused on? This off I haven't worked with him this offseason, but yeah, I've been. That's gonna pretty much still be the same coach. Yeah. Thank you, Lamar. Appreciate y'all. That was quarterback Lamar Jackson, and of course, a huge piece for Lamar and the team this year is going to be the installation of the new offense from offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. Now, Munkin talked with reporters, and he discussed where the installation process is for this team as they've been putting this new offense into place over the course of the entire offseason. Back in back in Cleveland, and saw him out there today. What kind of your thoughts on kind of his first his first steps back? Well, excited to get him out there, get around the guys. You can tell he's been studying, you know, in his time away. So um, it was fun having him out there. I think he's ready to go. Well, Todd, did you have to start like yesterday? Start back over because you finally got everybody here. No chance. No chance. I mean, they they got to catch up on their own. That's the idea. We're in the world of iPads and being able to look ahead and. We've been in contact with those guys, and from what, from 
what I've seen, the guys that weren't here, um, again, it's great to have them here. It's always better when they're out here practicing with us. But um, again, that's their responsibility of being pros. Todd, Lamar just said your outspokenness on the field is starting to rub off on him. He feels like he's he's being louder on the field. Do you, do you like that? Do you like that idea? Well, it should have nothing to do with me. It has a lot to do with the quarterback and the communication and the epicenter of what we do, whether starting with the center and then the quarterback. So if that helps, then great. It means I must have to keep doing it then to hell with it. So, you know, that's that's the start of what we do. Sorry. Quarterback being loud. Sorry, Todd, a lot's been made about the addition of the wide receivers to this offense, but there's, there's a lot of good tight ends on this roster. You can come from Georgia where you uh, were able to utilize multiple tight ends. Do you see a way that you can get all three of these tight ends involved in this offense? I think so. I mean, it's um, there's nothing like having talent. I mean, it, it's the way it is. There's only one football still, but utilizing multiple personnel groups and trying to fit the pieces of the puzzle together, utilizing their skill set when you can get the best matchups. So I'm excited to work with them. We still haven't put the pads on yet, but um, from what I've seen um, with adding the wide receivers that we have and the, the tight ends that have been here, uh, it's an exciting, it's an exciting time. Does the versatility of guys like Likely and Cola help kind of utilize them in this offense? For sure. I mean, the more versatile you are, the more things you can do with them. Uh, talk about the tight ends. How do you see someone like Patrick Ricard can fit your team with his run blocking ability? Well, he adds a different dynamic than the other guys. Again, it's, as we just talked about, is um, specific skill sets. So what are they elite at? You know, what is it that they, some guys are elite at one thing, some guys are elite at a couple different things, some things you can utilize. Um, so obviously from what I've seen in the past, Pat has not been out here, um, but what I've seen in the past, he brings uh, a certain element to our team, a toughness element, the ability to run the football, um, and he's embraced that role. Uh, how much have you seen Lamar, uh, I guess, improve in running your scheme, what you want him to do from day one of OTAs until this weekend? Well, he's embraced it. He's embraced trying to be louder, trying to be in control. Uh, he's embraced learning the system, and we still got a ways to go. You know, it's always a work in progress. We're always under construction in terms of making sure that we execute at a high level, execute at a high level, because execution trumps everything, you know? I'm a firm believer that uh, I've said it for years, cool is out, execution's in. The cooler we are, the less we execute. You know, when we go out there in the field, it's not about being cool. It's not about that. It's about your preparation that leads up to practice. Uh, you fight like heck during the week so that come game day, it comes to life. And from what you've seen, how has his execution Good. Know, shown through? Good. And that, that it's, you know, when you're on the practice field, the fun is being out there. And, and going through the trial and error and the mistakes you make. That, that's part of it, too. We're doing the same thing as we're putting this together as coaches and players. Uh, Jackson, this, but with this emphasis on all these new passing weapons and everything, how much pressure do you feel to make metrics and so forth with this team? And, and how much do you spend kind of saying uh, we need to be better than what this offense was last year? Not a lot. I'm comparing it to last year. Um, don't really think of metrics in a term of like where we've got to be. I mean, I think it's real simple what my job is. I mean, I think that's real simple. 
from just a, our jobs to score points, right? A defensive coordinator's job to stop them, and then how you get to that um, varies in a lot of ways based on your personality, your scheme, and then who you have. So, but at the end of the day, it's uh, it's really a lot simpler than that. Is uh, how do you score more than they do, and um, and I'm paid to score. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, as an offense coordinator, you're paid to score points. Some of the other things are just a piece of that. Not that I'm against metrics or analytics. I'm I'm not. I don't mean it that way. I just mean it's it's a lot simpler than that. And then trying to fit the pieces in the right spot. Uh, Todd, I know you watched Lamar on film before you got him on the field, but now you've had him in for OTAs. What kind of your impressions does Lamar has just thrown the ball? Well. It, Again, it's it's hard right now because you're in the early stages of what we do. But um, I say that we're almost done, so we're almost done. So maybe not so early. But um, I'm impressed. I mean, there's not a throw he can't make, not a play he can't make. It's like any player. It's when we get to the line of scrimmage. What are they doing? What does that mean to us? Are our eyes in the right spot? Are we giving ourselves a chance every single play to be successful and don't waste plays? And then let your players' talents come to life with what you do right now and then during the week. Todd, uh, you had uh, Odell with Cleveland, obviously. You don't know what he can do in terms of catching, but you're out running. But what do you think his impact would be on uh, Lamar from the standpoint of you know, talking about having the keys to the offense and what he brings in that piece that I hope he brings a level of trust. I think that's part of quarterback receiver play, be it running backs, tight ends, wideouts, is a certain level of trust. Um, I think that's developed over time. That's why it's great that he's here, because um, you get to work together. You get a sense of trust, where they're going to be, how they're going to adjust, how they're going to change routes. Um, that's a big part of it. Do you find that you step up a rapport with Lamar pretty easily? I think he. I mean, I'm going to speak for myself, but I know you asked me that. It seems easy to strike up a rapport. He's, he's a nice enough kid. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't. I, I don't. I, just. I, I don't mean that in a negative way. I keep shrugging my shoulders. It's just that's that's our job, right? It's to, a rapport with the players and that we're on the same page. And you know, it, to me, it's always been real simple. I mean, we have a job for the players. To create the best version we can of the players. That's what our job is. And ultimately then score. So if you can't find a way to develop a rapport with your players and for them to sense that everything you're doing is for the best interest of them, you're already going to be behind the eight ball. I'm curious, how would you just underline how it's best for um, OBJ to get off when you think about the production that he had with you, but then also how things changed <laughs> uh, in the latter years of him being with Cleveland and, and Baker and then also, you know, how Sean McVay figured out some things, you know, with him and the Rams, and just how much time you really, as an offensive coordinator, given your headspace as the entire offense to really dig into a player individually to unlock them. Great question. You know, and, and that comes with time, because as you stated, like, I was with him in 19. So do I see still a tremendous football player, a guy that can separate and route run and loves to play and brings a certain amount of energy and juice and experience, and then as we practice more together, as we get more together, now we try to fit it together. Um, but he's always going to be crafty. He's always going to be able to find a way to separate. Where that ends up, X, Z, F, 
that's to be determined. But all that, you know, is just trying to figure out where that fits. And that also with the other pieces, Zay, your tight ends, um, you brought in Nelson getting bait back. And we haven't even had him practice yet. So fitting that all together is really a big part of it. But it's fun to try and figure out how to fit it together. That doesn't always, you don't always have that. Um, a challenge is probably a strong word. Would we love him to be out here? Of course. Would we love him to be able to go through practice and be able to see that? As I told him today, I'm excited. Give me something. Run a swing route. I don't care. Just jog down the field. Do something. Give me something to get excited about. It's what we do. You're excited to be around the players. I mean, who's not excited to coach football and be out here with the guys? And it's what we do. I mean, there's a lot that goes on up there and, you know, trying to scheme up, you know, plays and what you do. and. But the fun's being on the grass, you know, so when you get on the grass, you want to see your best players. That's fun. We'd love for him to be out here. Obviously, if he's not ready to go, but we're excited, and I know he'll be ready when he's, when he's out there. But we certainly are better with him out there. That was offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, and someone who knows what it's like to put a new system into place is Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. He went through that last year as he took over as a D.C. last year, and now he talked about his expectations and thoughts for this defense going into his second year as a team's defensive play caller. Mike, the addition of Chuck Smith as the outside linebacker coach, obviously he's here to help with the pass rushers. Are you starting to see his impact on some of these guys? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, Chuck has a vision for how he, how he wants to coach pass rush, and it's a partnership between him and Weave. And uh, it's just been a great collaboration to this point. And, you know, you see the buy-in from the guys, too, and the excitement, you know, on a daily basis. And uh, so that, that's where we're at right now in terms of the stage. So it's great to have the guys buy into the things that he's trying to coach them up to do. And it's a daily process to, you know, to build on their moves and that sort of thing. So um, we're pleased where we're at right now. But, you know, we get, we got a ways to go to kind of mesh everything as to uh, put it all together. Michael. Besides uh, Michael Spears, how do you see uh, players like Justin Maravillas stepping up in more, more like a leadership role this year? Well, yeah, it was just another year in the system. I think this is year four for Justin, and uh, he's doing – I mean, shoot, he's been here every day. Uh, he works extremely hard. He's an extremely tough player, as you, as you guys know, very physical. Um, but trying to, trying to encourage him to take his, next, his game to the next level, especially an interior pass rush game. You know, taking charge, making some calls on on how we want to apply our our, uh, our pass rush rules for that day. So, uh, but all those guys are doing a great job. They're working hard. Uh, I think they work really well together, and um, I think I think you'll see it pay off in the fall. At this point, with some of the pieces in the DB, we see Worley playing safety. We are very watching around. Have you considered anyone there full time and what they are? Is Worley is sitting down. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough right now where we're at. Um, you know, it's it's great to say that we're interchangeable parts, and that is true. And like at the beginning part of the off season, we do teach everything conceptually, so the guys are just learning X's. But like as we get going into the fall, we're going to want to start to slot those things kind of more full time, so guys get used to playing. You know, next to guys that they're going to be in there in the game. So um, you know, where we're at right now, Jeff, I'm not. We'll see. I think there's some things that are, you know, definitely up for competition, um, you know, out there. I think you, you know the usual suspects out there, and we're just trying to really just kind of let them cook in there and, and get used to playing with one another. I wanted to ask a broader question if you're um, 
So, you know, talking to some of the Browns coaches and they're just like really jacked, you know, to get back to training camp because they're really, you know, confident about their team and things like that. And I'm just curious, what's your um, uh, personal energy when it comes to just the AFC North and your overall macro view on the growth and evolution of the quarterbacks in the AFC North with Deshaun having his second year, kind of Pickett and Joe Burrow, who's gone to work the bank. Yeah, well. Our first goal every year is, is to win the division. So those are the those are the guys that we have to study in the offseason. We have to win those games. So I think you know if you look at our schedule, you know it's pretty front loaded in, in uh, division games, which is a little bit unusual if, I, if I'm if I'm correct. So uh, it's just a, it's a huge challenge. There's obviously great quarterbacks. Uh, we've won won some great battles. We've fallen short a few times. So hopefully we'll we'll wind up on the on the right side of the coin this time. But well, that, that's that's a strength of Kyle's game is he's is he's is he's so versatile. But you know, there is at some point there is a trade-off. You know, if you if, if he's never in the same spot for long enough, just, the question is is does he get good enough at those things? So that's something we need to figure out before we get kicked off. Hey, Mike, David Ajabo. <laughs> You got, like, I'm assuming yeah. the microphone yeah. works, but I can barely hear myself. Yeah. So. When, when, when you, when, back in Michigan, when you first interacted with, with Dave, he was still kind of young to the game of football. Um, you know, what, did, what were your, kind of your first impressions on him then, and how have you seen him mature over the, over the years as well? Man, uh, shoot, when we first got there, we just wanted a quick sample of who was on the roster and what they could do. And he hadn't played up until, you know, when we showed up and we just saw this big, tall guy that runs like a 4-4. We're like, why is he not rushing the passer? <laughs> so that was pretty easy. It was a pretty easy decision to make. And, uh, you know, I, I think about your question, Jameson. It's just like I just I remember just a lot of enthusiasm and energy and positivity. And I think he really, really wants to be good. And so when you have that and you have that mentality, and you have that attitude, that's something that he's brought here. And it's exciting to work with a guy like that. So. Uh, I think you've seen you know his trajectory up to this point, and hopefully it'll continue. Say one more time. I'd like to see one defending wise from Adafe, Dabo. I guess one day of ties, but you like to kind of edge them together. Well, that's definitely going to be a challenge for us. You know, I mean, in terms of setting the standard on how we want to play the run here, but right now it's just it, it's impossible to evaluate because of the tempo, and really like when we're Playing, playing blocks, we're really practicing the fit and the technique instead of like beating the block just because of the tempo and the requirements. So right now I just can't, can't answer it. But that's definitely, that's going to be a challenge for our whole defense moving forward. If, if, you, can't, if you can't, you know, dictate the run and, and force them into passing situations, you're going to have a tough time on defense. How's, uh, how's Tavius Robinson progressing? I mean, we've seen him out there for some reps with some of the starters. I mean, how, how's he doing? Yeah, he's doing a great job. I mean, his mentality is great, plays fast, but like, like a like I was saying, I mean, it's just it's hard to evaluate until the pads come on, you know. So right now, it's how you do it with the speed and un like the assignment. He's assignment sound, so that's good. Uh, but the things that we're drafting him to do, I think, you know, we're going to be able to evaluate that better in the fall. Mike, you coach the guys you have right now. Between now and the start of training camp, are you involved in the conversation of supplementing the roster, what your needs may be? How does that play? Um, you know, if uh, Eric or John wants my opinion, they'll 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 come to me. You know, I, mean, I think it's an ongoing conversation within the building of um, you know directions we want to go in all aspects. You know, but I, I'm not I'm not initiating any of those conversations now. Like a 
different kind of motion it looks like on, on offense here, some of the short motion stuff that Tom Lincoln installed. Obviously, mm -hmm. throws a plenty of motion for a snap to T-Row. Uh, I guess, you know, do you feel like all that stuff you're kind of seeing in minicamp and OTAs is useful for just getting this defense ready for, for what you're going to see come regular season? Uh, yeah, they're doing a lot of great things on offense, and uh, we want to see the more the merrier on stuff that we see, you know, so we want to we have to be able to defend everything. You know, sometimes some people, you know, subscribe to the theory of like they want to know what the offense is running so they can kind of make sure they get the right call. You know, you can see all the things and all the different kind of concepts you're going to be in. I, I kind of go the opposite. I just want to be out there and we have to respond to what the offense is doing because that's as game like as, as, as it gets. So uh, they're, they're doing a great job, but they're doing a lot of things, too, and giving us some some things we need to talk about and make sure we're uh, make sure our scheme is sound and simple so the guys can go play having Calais here anymore. You know, who have you seen kind of step up and start to fill that, that leadership void in the room? Uh, the leadership void, I mean, I would say it's more within the room. You know, you see guys like Brody and Justin and, and uh, Mike Pierce, you know, being back and being healthy, I mean, in, in the defensive line room. So um, I, I just want guys, to, I want to encourage guys to just be themselves, you know, and lead in their own way. Um, you know, Calais was obviously, you know, we love him and he, he led in his own way, but, you know, it's... It's this team now. It's these guys' opportunities. So I encourage them to just kind of be themselves. Mike, uh, maybe it's a little premature to ask, but have you guys decided on who's going to be wearing the green dot this year? Yeah, I'll be Row. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. That was defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, and now up is special teams coordinator Chris Horton. Good to see everyone today. Uh, just a little quick little recap on what what the spring has done for us. Um, Right now, I'm very, very encouraged what I'm seeing from all our guys right now. Uh, every last one of these guys that have been here, uh, they're working hard. Uh, they're trying to understand and get our fundamentals down. Uh, the veteran guys have done a great job of really bringing the young guys along. So again, man, I'm, I'm very pleased with what I've seen uh, so far this spring. Uh, we had our first mini camp yesterday, uh, and it's the, really the first time we've really put everything together from a team standpoint. Uh, we spent a lot of time working really our punt phase, um, just making sure that our young guys get out there and understand what we're trying to get done. Questions? Chris, obviously a big talking point this, this, uh, this spring league wide is just the uh, change to kickoffs and the trickle down effect that that might have, whether it's a legitimate response to player safety and everything. Just your kind of thoughts on, on what's, what's happening right now? You know, obviously, I think a couple of weeks, uh, uh, John got up here and uh, he said uh, we were we were not in favor of it. But, you know, it is in what we're going to have to do. We're just going to have to adjust and adapt to whatever those whatever those rules are. But when we, you know, when we met, you know, there's probably some other things that, you know, we could we considered when you talk about a player, a player safety thing. Uh, you know, our job, our job first is uh, to really think about to really think about the players. Um, I believe the kickoff play that was in was was pretty safe. When you watch when you watch all 19 of those of those plays, uh, those head injuries, uh, we believe as as a coaching staff collectively, there's some things that we could do uh, when it comes to tackling and things like that to really pre prevent some of those those head injuries that happened on the on the kickoff play. When you talk about that play. Um, I think back to what those coaches did back in 2018 when they changed that play. They made this play safer for the guys. And uh, that play, that previous play uh, we saw, there was a lot of high-speed collisions on the back end, you know, obviously fitting those wedges. Those things don't happen anymore. 
Um, so uh, we, we truly felt like the play that we had in was a, was a safe play. And again, the rules in, we're going to adjust, we're going to adapt to it, and um, we're going we're gonna to make sure that we continue to find the advantages in that play. Now, I do believe uh, schematically, uh, situationally, there's going to be some things that are going to come up that we're going to really have to think about and adjust to based on you know, other teams wanting to take those fair catches. You know, uh, one of the one of the bigger ones is going to be you know when you kick off from the fifty, right? Uh, the offense has just got a penalty. Now you're kicking off from the fifty, and if you pop a ball up there and they call a fair catch, you know they've been benefited of getting that ball back at the 25. So you, you might consider hitting a squib ball, line drive, just to, just to try to create an, an, an advantage for yourself as a kickoff team because you've just been rewarded a penalty. You kick off from the 50. Now they call a fair catch. They catch that ball, and they get the ball back at the 25. So those, those will be some of the things that we'll have to discuss this offseason, some things that we've been really thinking about. First, um, I know the rosters don't have to be made for several months, but Talk to the other coaches about how this even could impact roster construction. I mean, do you think the, the effects of the new rule will be that wide ranging, or it could, you know, affect how many, you know, so-called special teams specialists you need? You know, we we really haven't discussed that, but I I do know one thing. I do know that every other coach, special teams coach, they want to they want to keep this play alive. One for us and for the players, for the players that have made their that have made their weight in the kicking game. Uh, I think back to the, the, the top returners in the league. If they don't have that play, who is Devin Hester, right? If, if this play's not alive, who, like Devin Hester really changed the game in, in the kickoff return game. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he holds the record for the most kickoff returns, right? These guys, this is an exciting play and we've made this play a lot safer. So we wanna just make sure that we as coaches continue to do that. Now, as far as how the roster and all that stuff shakes out. Personally, I think we're going to play this play the exact same way. Um, teams that are going to want to call fair, call the fair catch are going to fair catch it. But for us, you know, we're going to be as aggressive as possible, and we're going to allow the players that make this team for for the right reasons, special teams players, to continue to have success in this league. And that's our job. That's what we should do. And as coaches, we're going to make sure that we coach this play a lot better. Uh, we're going to show our players, how these other players got concussions. Uh, it's, it's important, right? And, and tackling is a big part of it. It's not, it's not the play, it's, it's tackling, keeping the head out of the game. All the things that the rules are in play for, we just need to enforce it. Curious, what would you like to see them do in terms of changes? I have jobs talked about, you know, if there were better ideas out there, for example. What's maybe an example of something you would prefer? You know, uh, personally, I I I would have rather we just maybe give it another give it another year and let's just and let's just see how this thing how this thing shakes out, right? Um, there's there's just so many there's just so many other ways. Maybe we move the ball back, you know, and we create more space for the play so that it's not excuse me so that it's not all bunched up, right? So we believe that if there's more space for the kickoff return team to get itself started, then you don't have a bunch of guys just running down on top of each other. That's maybe some another option right so there's little things like that that we might have considered but you know what again the league made a decision we're gonna have to adjust and we're gonna have to adapt and that's okay 
we've done it before. Uh, we will get it done. Hey, Chris, are there lots more uh, head problems on uh, kickoff than punts? Because, I mean, it seems like uh, apparently kind of terrible. Yeah. Oh, based, based on the numbers, I, I think what they showed, I think there was uh, probably somewhere around 19. And you, thought, you, you talk about the number of kickoffs that we have, the number of returns, right? And so where our job is we really believe that five to six of those that as coaches we can we can help our guys again with the with the head up keeping the head out of the game how much of your teams are figured out already i know Calais played a lot on special teams he's gone do you have pretty much all the spots figured out there's just one or two holes or do you wipe the map clean pretty much no every every year is a new year uh every every guy comes in here every guy gets a shot at making this team does it doesn't matter who you are and obviously there'll be guys that you know are going to be here but uh what Calais did for us on field goal block um we're gonna ha we're gonna have to fill we're gonna have to fill that void and we have guys that are here that are able to do that a uh, guy that comes into mind is uh is brent urban right he's done it before and uh so we'll we'll continue to use those guys but there's no there's no hey i don't, personally i don't think that any guy is guaranteed a spot, right? You got to come in here every year, and you got to earn your spot on this team, and you got to you got to fight every day to make this to make this team. As the special teams coach, how does it? How do you sit with the idea that as the league keeps passing these rules rules down in the name of player safety, you know that it tends to affect your phase more than other ones? You just you just kind of sit back and you kind of ask yourself, okay, uh, when's enough going to be enough? You know, uh, we're we're doing everything in our in our power. As, as coaches to make sure that we we consider the player uh, that's first and foremost we think about we think about the players and if we continue to, to make changes and make changes then what is this phase going to be right this has been an exciting phase of the game uh, people's made a they're living just by doing this phase of the game, covering kicks. Uh, you, you think about Anthony Levine, how long he's played. Why? Because he, he covered kicks, he covered punts, right? And he made his living on this phase. Think about Matt Slater, a uh, guy that I played college ball with, right? That's how he makes his living. So when you start talking about taking away something that these guys have done daily and done a very good job at, it, it, it's not good. It's not good. The XFL option, hmm? the XFL rules. I, have, I haven't even, haven't even, haven't even considered it. You know. All right, thank you, Coach Horton. Appreciate it. That was special teams coordinator Chris Horton, and lastly today we had a chance to hear from All Pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley. Now this is a big year for Ronnie. He's had to fight through injuries previously in his career, but now he's healthy. He's fully recovered from the ankle injuries that he had earlier in his career. He came on strong last year and played really well after getting back on the field. And he discussed where he is at this point going into the upcoming season. So Ronnie, you know, we usually typically ask you about your health and how you're feeling. I mean, is this year so much different than maybe the past couple of years? How, how, how big of a difference is it for you? A big difference, you know, be able to go through full off season healthy, um, being able to build and really, uh, you know, build off what I did last season and just get better, I, I really feel a, a big difference from the last couple of years. Ronnie, you, you, were, you were certainly one of those at the end of last year who said, I expect Lamar to be back. I want Lamar to be, able to be back. How exciting was it the day that it actually happened? And I mean, is, is it a, just kind of a joy to happen here? Oh, it's great happening here. And, you know, I, I was just kind of having blind confidence in the whole thing. You know, I was kind of you know, just confident that he would be back because that's my guy. And, you know, uh, everything worked out the way I thought it would. And, uh, you know, I was super happy, super stoked. And, you know, 
uh, saw him for the first time uh, yesterday and, you know, being able to congratulate him, just hang out with him, you know, it's it's really good feeling just to have him back, know he's going to be here. Ronnie, as you get on the field and, and dive into this new offense, um, what are your first impressions and how different do you expect it to be? Uh, I mean, I don't expect it to be too different in the sense of, you know, the things that we do, at least from offensive line perspective, but um, I do like what, what I see and, you know, the the concepts and the schemes and, you know, everyone working together and just the mentality behind the offense and really focus on the uh, execution. And I think uh, Todd Munkin has really done a great job of just, you know, getting us all together focused on the same thing. Ronnie, how has your offseason changed? What has been, as far as preparation standpoint, how have you been able to do it differently when you don't have to focus on uh, rehabbing a major injury? Right, yeah, so majority of my time, you know, past couple years have been spent on rehab but you know 80% of that offseason time probably and 20% on training so been able to really put most of my time on training and building and uh, getting stronger getting more endurance uh, and you know just becoming an overall better athlete uh, has been a big difference for me. Is this as good as you felt and how, how long did you say? Yeah I think this is as good as I felt since you know 2019 preseason 2020. Ronnie how exciting is it to kind of piggybacking off that to be able to start this year healthy and hopefully be able to play a full season. Yeah, I'm very, you know, thankful for the opportunity to be able to, you know, come into the season healthy. And I definitely don't take it for granted knowing, you know, the past couple of years how hard it is just to, you know, get back in the game. So to be able to, you know, kind of start a whole new season, you know, feeling good is um, I'm very thankful for. What will be your role, Ronnie, when they figure out who's going to play next to you? That's big hole this year left guard? Uh, whoever it is, it's just help them as much as I can and just, you know, conti continue to try to uh, be a leader and uh, do my best to help help the players around me be better. Without saying a name, do you have somebody in mind that you think you would? You know, I've only been back a day, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of good guys out there, but, you know, we've had guys around that I know that can play, um, that I've played with. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of names out there that, are, uh, that can fit the bill. Rodney Harbaugh talked yesterday about how they came down and talked to you guys on Monday about the gambling rules. Obviously, there have been a lot of headlines about that you know, in the last few months. As a player, do you feel like there's any lack of clarity as to what you guys can do and can't do? And is that something that concerns you at all? Or, or do you think it's? No, I don't think it concerns me. I think um, you know there might be a lack of clarity, but I don't think so because you know all the different rules between gambling and all the different sides, fantasy and all that. So I think guys, especially in the newer generation, probably get a little bit you know, more confused about what they can and can't do. But um, I know the league and PA are, you know, they try to have these meetings to make sure that we have a full understanding of, you know, things that we can and can't gamble on. Ronnie, you mentioned that, you know, it's nice not having to focus on rehab. That said, what are you most focused on um, in terms of going into the season, particular areas of your game? Obviously, overall, you're trying to do, but what are the biggest areas of focus for you? Uh, for me, I think just trying to become the best athlete I can and just really feeling like um, my athletic ability, uh, pre-injury, uh, trying to match up with that and be even better. And also just technique-wise, just always trying to hone in on that. That's always one of my biggest focuses is making sure my technique is, is um, you know, on point. So I would say that being the best athlete I can and just really focusing on just honing in my technique. That's, I've done that since probably 2019, 2020. It's my normal routine, and I just feel like, you know, I like to work on things that I think 
build me personally as an athlete and you know I like to do a lot of work like in the sand um, you know stuff low low joint impact stuff whereas you know football is going to be high joint impact stuff so I really try to um, you know kind of split that time of stuff off my joints. Do you, do you feel like you were at maybe like last year after coming back do you feel like you were playing back to that 2019 level I mean everyone talks about your 2019 season do you think by last year towards the middle or late of the season you were back to that that same level you know I, I it's hard for me to tell but you know in my head I don't think I will be until I'm you know like I said I feel confident in just the way I move and it kind of feels the same to me but I think production wise it, it was fine I think you know no one was really upset about that but uh, for the standard I have for myself I, I do want to be better I think so and I've and I really feel after this offseason uh, my confidence level that I will get back and you know further than that level is has gone up because you know just the things I've been able to work on and really build um, you know through the offseason. Ronnie how have you adjusted to new offensive coordinator Tom Office coaching style we hear him a lot more than probably coaches in years past how have you adjusted to playing under him? Oh I love it you know he's just, he's just a real guy and um, and I, I really believe that we have the same beliefs and mentality when it comes to you know what makes a successful offense. And um, he's all about the details. He's detail-oriented, focused on the execution. I really think he's focused on the right things and getting everyone to think about the things that um, how he thinks about it. And I think he's doing everything the right way. Thanks, That was offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley, and you are listening to the Ravens Press Pass podcast feed. Also, if you want more insight, analysis, and interviews from everything happening inside the Under Armour Performance Center, go ahead and check out the Lounge podcast feed. We've got all of that for you there. So subscribe to that feed. Leave a rating and a review on the Lounge feed as well as the Ravens Press Pass podcast feed. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you subscribing. And stay tuned because we're going to have more tomorrow from mandatory minicamp.